All right, welcome back to the Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Stephen Clark, Joe Palantonio, and Jesse Norman. And we are back to break down week 11 of the NFL season. We are almost done. We've got six weeks left. I'm back. I took off last week because I was a little tired after work and I needed a nap. So Steve filled in for me on that one, but that was a great podcast. Nonetheless, we're back after Survivor Series, which wasn't that great. But we had another week of football in the books, so we're here to break down everything because we're doing it finally after Monday Night Football. So guys, what's going on? Not much. Football's good. Life's pretty good. Can't complain, man. Doing Thanksgiving good. this week too. So, uh, oh, my yeah. favorite my Thanksgiving. Favorite. Yeah, my favorite. Like I said in an earlier. What's your What's your guys' favorite uh, sides? It's the stuffing. I'm, it's I'm stuffing. a big stuffing. stuffing. I'm a big stuffing guy. It's the stuffing. Oh, in everybody's stuffing. stuffing? No, yeah. Justin's got, Justin's like cranberries. No ma- mashed potatoes. Uh, mashed potatoes. Is mashed potatoes. It depends on who's making yeah. them. I stuffing prefer yeah. Mom, I Dude, prefer yams over mashed potatoes. Yams? What do you think? Oh, I'm not a yams guy. Not a yeah, yam guy? Correct. All right, that one's wrong. What, what, about, what about dessert? That one's wrong. I, I like, I'm, a, I'm a pie guy. I like pies. Um, but that's pie. weird. Do we um, move on to dessert? Usually, pumpkin yeah. pie is good. I'm a pretty big uh, – my mom makes pretty good apple cobbler, and then we, like, top it with a little bit of ice cream. Ooh, that's okay. that's that's usually my go-to. Must my be, mom yeah. also makes this pumpkin pie that can like has like cheesecake filling in it. Yeah, no, we just uh, buy everything from Shoprite, and that we call it a day. So that, that's the Valentovic household. Oh, There's just a cookie platter and a fruit platter, and it's just you know, fruit salad is I, I so good. Both. I dabble in both. Fruit salad. Not, never really had fruit salad too much to. Oof, you gotta try it. So, on that. We so we do like fruit salad with bread, and then we have like. You know, the main dinner, and then we have dessert. That's our go-to plan. That's the game plan. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy, I believe. You guys also eat dinner on Thanksgiving at, like, 2.30? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, um, we're not doing it with, like, the other side of my family, so because you know covid so thankfully we actually get to eat later because they like to eat at like 12 30 and it's just annoying that's so, 12 30s lunch yeah exactly. <laughs> you can't even pass <laughs> that's, that off. that's breakfast for me like, it's like <laughs> half time of like the lions game at this point and then it's like dinner it's like what <laughs> no that's not how david, it works david blau coming in hot while i'm having leftovers <laughs> oh, oh boy so let's get into week 11 of the nfl season we do a draft style i wasn't here last week so i have no idea what's going on so we'll just start with myself and we'll at least in my book it got my heart racing this week the game of the week for me because my team was on the the correct side of the ball and that is the colts beating the green bay packers 34 31 and my god the colts should not have won this game they shot themselves in the foot about 15 different times on the last drive that all they needed to do was get you know two first downs to ice the game they get it it'd get called back they'd get it again it'd get called back and at one point it was third and it was like first and 30 first and manageable and, 30, yeah. and and right when you know they gave the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with like a minute and a half left and one timeout, no shot they were gonna you know stay in it. So it was a miracle they held him to a field goal, and it was even more of a bigger break because once Rodgers got the ball to start out, my gut just went, and there was no shot that they were gonna win that game. But then a miracle happened, and they forced a fumble on Marquez Valdez Scantling, who actually you know caught the bomb to keep him in the game, and then he gave it up. But the Colts walked away with it, and that is a big win for the Indianapolis Colts. It's a prime it's- example of um the packers have one thing and one thing only on their entire and their entire play chart that works it's just give it to Devonte adams and see what happens and they deviated from it they deviated from it a little bit and it bit them right in the tuckus that's all they need to do that's all they ever had to do to win and poor marquez valdez scantling um he did he he had a big play um to to get him there final driver regulation but then really sad stuff and on the flip side, young, young baby making Philip Rivers just just slinging it like old time's sake. Uh, that was his best game as a Colt. So I mean, congratulations, guys. Congrats. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. But um, the Marquez Valdez Scantling thing. Um, I don't like that he's getting death threats on the internet. That is messed yeah, up. That's too far. It's just that's, a football. Game. It's for one number one. It's a football game, like you just said. Number two, the they Packers wouldn't have been team. in that position in overtime if he wouldn't make yeah. that catch. Like he got them to if that he point. Make that in the ridiculous game. catch. Also, exactly. Remind, do we also have to remind them? Look at their division. They're getting to the playoffs. Like it's not this win doesn't hurt them. There's no, still two games. Two There's games. still two games up. And yeah. I mean, this, it, it, this this dogged them. I think out of the one seed. Um, yeah, they're definitely not probably catching. possible. Yeah, I, I we'll mean, see what hey, happens. I well, guess we you have guys... to. We... 
maybe the team should have played better. You know, don't don't just send death threats to the receiver who fumbled. No, I it. mean maybe you guys should have Rodgers time anytime. I don't think did Aaron Rodgers. I I forgot what Aaron Rodgers looked like second half of that game. Um, I, they really just they the the Colts dominated. The time of possession, oh my! Like we're talking drives that are, are like Godfather two length, like yeah, um, whole Godfather I, trilogy at this point. But <laughs> I think there was some like Freaky Friday stuff going on between like Rivers and Rogers too, like on um, like something that went on before the game because Rivers played fantastic. And, and going back to the Colts' crazy. defense, they've held the Tennessee Titans last week, who was one of the most potent offenses in football up until that game, to a complete shutout in the second half. And then this week they held the Packers to a shutout in overtime and all but three points, basically. Almost there, except for the three points at the end of regulation. Yeah. Yeah. The Colts defense, it's like, you know, we've been, as we, you know, nicely called by Joe, suck fest of the Colts defense, but they beat two legitimate offenses and kept them in check and clamped them down in the second half and put their team in position to win. And like you said, Joe, time of possession, they won that battle drastically in the second half. And that's the only way to beat Aaron Rodgers is make sure he doesn't have the ball. Here's what I see. They could have they could have made this game a, a win and such a convincing win that they would be heralded right now as potentially a top five team in football. They did not do that. Um, I did see, I saw a team that could win a home playoff game and not much after that. Uh, it was still a sloppy performance. I think the defense does give up big plays here and there, and that could be a problem when facing a Mahomes or a Roethlisberger. Um, are the Colts the best team of the division? Probably. Maybe. It's still up in the air. So, uh, like, the, the Colts are going to get a, a reap of praise for this game, and I guess they should, but, I mean, Reich's coaching is not where it was. Some of the play calls, like, before ago. we wrap up and uh, move on, some of the play calls were just bizarre and head scratching when they just all they had to do was just move the ball correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no. all the all the false starts the holdings uh, the uh, false starts one oh, thing but man. the holdings that's just ridiculous calling all those penalties both sides of the ball there is holding on every single play in football you don't have to call every single one uh, a false start offside in a neutral zone infraction encroachment all that call that calling that is fine but all the holding calls it's, it's just ruining the flow of the game Boy, either side of the ball this would be a completely different segment if they lost because of those penalties but with that let's move yeah. things along with switch things up usually we go the other way but we're going reverse and we're going to joe pal next all right um so i so it's every once in a while um like you get a lesser of two evil situation in life where, you know, both options are really bad, but you have to pick one. Um, that was Monday night football. Um, Goff versus Brady. Oh God. Two of my favorite players in football. Oh yeah. And we saw both quarterbacks in the fourth quarter play. Absolutely. All they both, they both were so bad down the stretch. It's so funny. And I really enjoyed that. But of course, the big guy, Jared Goff, threw about 78 times. They pulled out the win. Tom Brady in prime time. He's Kirk Cousins now. I mean, he's, he's that's where he is at this point. It was insanely embarrassing. And Sean McVay, as a coach, if I ever, I which I probably have, wrote him off or said that he was you know just a boy wonder, that's over. The guy is... The guy's a genius. The guy looked Todd Bowles in the eye and said, nah, nah, this is my turn. And he just dogged him. He just dogged right through that defense. I mean, Yeah. Um, Brady looked old. He looked old. He looked like Drew Brees. Like it wasn't, wasn't a good showing for either team, honestly, but more of the Buccaneers, of course, near the end because the game ceiling pick and plus Brady just didn't play well. And Goff, like you said, threw like a, 70 passes like you said and they just relied on him and he got the job done though so the yards look good a lot of yards after catch because yeah another thing was that cooper cup and robert woods god talk about underrated i mean they had the yards after catch game of their yeah. lives out there um just, just you cannot bring these guys down i tell you i I don't know. Like I, I get the Rams were sloppy. I get, they, but I think they're a slight upgrade at the quarterback position away. And even with golf, 
they're right there in the NFC. Like I see, I see uh, potentially NFC championship game, another Super Bowl for them. Like that, they look that good on defense. Yeah, well, and that the the Rams look fantastic on defense, and I think this shows you uh, the way that pretty much everybody has beaten the Bucks, and that's just have a pass rush. Just have a pass rush. If you have a pass rush, you can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can make it a game even. Um, Brady looked uncomfortable the entire game, and we've seen even in New England when he was uncomfortable how much that affects and he is nowhere near the quarterback he used to be. Well, the old adage um, with Tom Brady was you hit him once or twice, and he just, you know, completely freaks out sometimes. Basically. Well, yeah, and it used to be also Brady was nimble enough that it didn't matter if the pressure was coming from the edges. It was always you didn't want it up the middle. Now it doesn't matter. He doesn't have that pocket movement where he can get around those edge defenders. Those edge defenders collapse on him, and he can't go up. So – he really doesn't have a choice anymore because his feet don't work the way that they used to. And he gets sacked and he, he gets hit and he gets knocked down a lot. And as soon as he does, it, it kind of checks out for him. He's uncomfortable the entire game. Well, he can check out of an entire game just by being knocked around. It's a similar scenario to Phil Rivers in Indianapolis where once the pocket, pocket collapses, he's done. Like the play is effectively dead. And Compare, I'm not going to compare Winston to Brady, right? And I'm not saying like Winston would have been the it's best fair. option. It would be fair right? too. But at, at this point. point in time, pedigree, as- pedigree aside, you would probably be getting the same amount of productivity with either quarterback. And honestly, at that point with Winston, he can at least move and defend himself more than Tom Brady and extend a play because once he gets under pressure, it's a dead play. And we're talking about a guy who had a 5,000 yard passing season last year. So it, it it's very fair um, to bring that 30 up. And touchdowns, I think, 30 interceptions. <laughs> this, <laughs> we, were, we were on this, though. This pod was on it. We yeah. saw the writing on the wall with two, two three weeks ago. Yeah. Up with two speedy receivers and a head coach that likes to air the ball out like there's no tomorrow. It just wasn't, it just wasn't a, the best match. It, Brady trying to throw deep last night was literally what killed them like him trying to play in bruce arian's offense was the reason they lost it also doesn't help that brady's favorite thing is to check it down to a slot receiver or check it down to a running back and he has two of the worst running backs with the catching ability of anything leonard can't catch anything brown yeah and and back to the pressure thing you know it feels like brady started to check down almost immediately he was only hit five times he was only sacked once, but like it just felt like he was terrified. Like the whole night, he felt like they were all over him. He would start to go into checkdowns almost immediately, or anytime, anytime he tried to go deep, it was a absolute, it was a joke. Like you, yeah. you don't ask this guy to go deep anymore. And Bruce Arians still tries to at least like three times a game. Yeah, and then the- like he hits one of them, and then the commentators are like, "Look at this guy." 43 and still has all the arm power he used to. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no. Bruce Arians needs to coach more like Sean Payton. Like, Sean Payton knows, like, when Breeze is healthy, he can't launch the ball like he used to, and he just checks it down and does a little slant route to Michael Thomas. That's what they need to do with Brady now. Just do quick little passes and down checkdowns. He's old. He's old. In that very game, in that very game, Los Angeles on the road, heavy pass rush, Goff's obvious limitations, and what does McVay do? I mean, really, he gets the ball out of Goff's hands so quickly, and it was just yeah. chunk yardage after yeah. chunk yardage. And it we, was brilliant. Yeah. And that was Monday night foot. No, was that Monday? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yes. that was Monday night football. So with that, let's move things along to Jesse to put us in the Sunday window, potentially. We still have Thursday night football. Oh, I was about to say, I'm going Thursday Ooh, night. Oh, all right. You got it. You got Thursday it. night. Um, Seahawks, Cardinals. I mean, let's let's talk about it. Um, Jamal Adams was impactful. The Seahawks defense played pretty well. Very well. Played played very well against, I would say, what, a top top 10? I would say at the very least a top 10 offense in the NFL. Potentially Uh, You could argue top five. You could say top top three three even. (laughs) uh, With Kyler as the MVP candidate that we all think he is. So they showed up. They played very well. Um, they put to bed a lot uh, for me anyway, they put to bed a lot of that 
well, who's the best team in the West? Is it the Cardinals? No, the Cardinals are not the best team in the West. Um, it is now between the Seahawks and Rams. I think we have to bury that. Even if the Cardinals end up with a better record, I don't think we can say they're the better team. They were they were outmatched here. They were outcoached. They were outplayed, uh, quite frankly. Um, Rush showed finally that he was able to take care of the ball after the first two games. I um, that, yeah. The Seahawks are getting healthier. Um, they did have a stint of injuries that they're getting back from. A lot of their guys um, – are really coming into the mold and getting ready for this last stretch of the season that they are always so good in. They are always so good in December. They almost always went out in December and they're really, I think, coming to a peak and they're going to be a team that we have to talk about if they play like this as the best team in the NFC. And isn't it amazing? They literally only added Carlos Dunlap, who was a castaway and a castaway from Cincinnati, and that's their only form of pass rush, and it's just made their defense a hell of a lot better, and this is a guy who is old and washed at that point, and that's all they needed is literally any form of a pass rush, and it's taking the defense from, oh, God, they're atrocious too. Eh, it's pretty good again. Yeah, he well, literally and we made seen the game early on, they had yeah. They had splashes of pass rush by committee, and then a lot of those guys started to go down with nagging injuries. And again, that's guys getting healthier as the season is going on. And it, again, if their defense can play like this, if they get some type of pass rush, if they can cover in the secondary like this and hold teams to tw- hold really good offenses to under 30 points, they're going to win. Yeah. With, with Dunlop, I mean, obvious, obviously a difference maker. Um, like he, he was he was the difference uh, between a win and a loss. Um, on top of the fact that out of really left field, you want to talk about um, potential castaway, Carlos Hyde um, really, yeah. really emerged as, as a big part of the <laughs> running game and, and the passing game, um, which is not what we expected. Look, Seattle's in, in a great spot right now. Um, they really are in control of their own destiny. They have an easy schedule left and they get a big scheduling break here. So after Thursday night football, they get, they have another little mini buy. So from Thursday night football, they have off all the way until Monday night football against the Eagles, even though they do have to go East for it. It's, it's still the Eagles. So like, this is, this is really working out to be good um, for Seattle. I'm it's, it's tough to be too concerned. I mean, the Cardinals are still probably a year early um, expectations were I mean they, they they probably arrived sooner than we expected them to, but I, I I think that if you are a Cardinals fan, you have you can't be you know miserable after this. I mean this is exciting, but th- this real losing this game kind of was a big hit because now you're not going to be you're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs at this point, and you're going to have to play either like a Green Bay or Seattle or a Rams, and that's that that's not a game you're very likely to win. Um, I mean the Cardinals. Once Kyler Murray suffered the shoulder injury, the whatever happened to him, I'm not sure what that actually was, but as soon as that happened, the momentum just flipped and, and they, they all, were not able to regain anything on offense. And they also kept him in check when he tried to run the ball. Only like, was it five rushes for 15 yards? So he was basically they just abandoned factor. it. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, yeah. they abandoned it. They completely abandoned it. They, they, you know, they did. It's, it's the same thing that um, the Ravens do. Um, as soon as like things start to go off, go out of whack a little bit they just completely abandon you know like one of the focal points of their offense is allowing their quarterback to use his legs it's, i don't agree with it yeah no and with that we're going to clark and we're in the sunday slate of games yeah. which will be for the rest of the podcast and clark take us away all right we talked about one overtime game already with you justin so we're to go to another overtime game this week which was the tennessee titans defeating the baltimore ravens in overtime and titans had a clicking on all cylinders during this game they really did offense was going crazy like usual derrick henry's derrick henry and another lackluster performance from lamar jackson it they're just proving that it, it all, he, Lamar is almost a one-hit wonder in a way that he's not going to be able to live up to the expectations that people were expecting, which we all kind of expected, which is whatever. But it just also this game gives the Steelers even a bigger margin and almost locks up that division win for them. And the locking Titans, of one course, seed. yeah, literally locking up the one seed. And the Titans are keeping it close with the Colts too, so that's fun. There, they play each other next Sunday. Yeah, and, thanks, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but. Um, 
But another big news out of this game was that what's uh, J.K. Dobbins has COVID and Mark Ingram has COVID, so they're out. And for- the almost everyone. It's, almost there's, there's nine people total. Nine, they're nine now. These things, these things always come out after the game. Like, yeah. yeah, five players. Yeah, and- I'm just adding that as a little, little. Like okay, okay, NFL. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, um, Raven, uh, Titans got it done in overtime, so good for them. But the Ravens, yikes! Big yikes. Right. Yeah. After after the first quarter, yeah. If Lamar Jackson is down by a single point, he is one in six. After the first quarter, he is one in six. Um, those are most of his losses, by the way. Uh, it, it goes to show once once they have a lead, they're very capable of keeping it. They don't and that's lose only games seven that games. they have leads in. Yes, yeah, they're very they're very capable once they have leads. It comes down to when they play good teams and they can't jump out to those big leads and just hold the ball and stall and play good defense and just go on these eight minute drives that they can kick field goals at the end of, because it doesn't matter because they're already, you know, up 10. Um, I, I think there's a formula to beat Baltimore. I don't think it's even that complex of a formula. Just punch them in the mouth first. It's very similar to the Packers punch them in the mouth first before they get themselves together. Don't let them get the ball and just run clock. Um, And if you, if you get touchdowns in the first half and don't just get field goals, you're setting yourself up very nicely against Baltimore. Baltimore's still a very good team. Top five, top four team in the AFC. Um, they're, I, think, I don't think there could be a question now they are not the best team in their division. Um, they <laughs> no. are clearly not on Pittsburgh's level. No. I, I don't think anybody can say otherwise. Um, and – their offense, as I've said for most of the year, it's almost like the Buffalo Bills level of gimmicky. It's it's fraudulent. It's not real. Like they they have this power run scheme that they are able to run against bad teams, similar to the Cleveland Browns. Just run it down their throats, get these eight-yard gains, and then just continue to pound the ball. But then the second that doesn't work, they don't have any other pivot to go to. They don't know where they go after their power run situation is not working. This is this is a weak a weak team. Um, the Ravens I, I, last year they they showed a lot of grit and a lot of like toughness. They don't really have that. Um, this is a team that you punch them in the mouth and then that's it they they walk out of the fight um and this we all knew that the ravens even last year we knew that if the ravens were down they would um probably lose that game i mean this is uh, this has always been their achilles heel the problem now is that they're giving up leads um they're winning like they're they are leading in some of these games and then they end up losing and that's not a recipe for success. I mean, you can't take the Ravens seriously again until they have a statement win. And ever since, I don't know what came first, uh, Seattle or New England last year, a game that they won. Um, ever since really then, it was like they haven't really like shown anything. And like, really, the only significant nothing convincing this year. And the only significant um, statement win left that they can pull off or like really you know right the ship is on thursday night in thanksgiving against the steelers if that game happens at this point but that game's up in the air because of covid right now well it's It's almost like even even then is it that important of a game when pittsburgh already has such a big lead in the division and the conference if pittsburgh loses that game i don't know if it really changes the way i feel about anything pittsburgh can afford a week off they they can but it's a very big statement win for the ravens saying hey we're still a team that we that could go far in the playoffs and we could beat the number one team in afc Uh, yeah right now the ravens are not in the playoffs yeah no they're behind uh, like the raiders yeah they are and the browns out of the playoff picture right now Wow. It's uh, panic time a little bit. That's also with an additional wild card team getting in as opposed to last year. You're right. You're right. (laughs) So, So, 
yeah, these are not like it's not like eh, the Ravens can afford to like bungle it around Los Angeles Clippers it and see what happens in the playoffs. Like, no, they they gotta get their rear and no. gear and move things yeah. along. It's almost and if you do, if you do get there, if you do get there, and you whoever the seventh seed is in the AFC, they have a date with Kansas City. They have a they have a game with either the first or the second best team in football. Thanks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would. I would also like to let it be known coming into the season, Baltimore had the easiest schedule. Correct. Yeah. Coming in. Correct. So can't forget that they were. Yeah. I remember Colin Coward saying that they were going to go sixteen and zero. Like there were there were people saying the lowest they were going Wrong was North twelve team. and four. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, to be frank, the Ravens are not the same team they were last year. Exactly. I, I think that's They're the best way out. to put it. It's as simple as that. They were figured out, and let's move things along. We it just have insane. to say, just Derrick Henry was fantastic. Yes, Can't go yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Derrick Henry was fantastic. Still Ryan a top Tannehill, good Ryan quarterback. still really good at just doing a- what he needs AJ to Brown do. ran over like five Ravens defenders <laughs> to get into the end zone and force a- overtime. AJ Brown is everything that they thought Corey Davis was supposed to be when they drafted him, but they still got their guy, so good for them. Yep. <laughs> And I want to move things along, shift gears a little bit, not really talk about the game, more so his significant storyline coming out of the game, and that is the absolute devastating news of Joe Burrow tearing his ACL, LCL or MCL, one of the other MCLs, and having structural damage to his knee. An absolute (sighs) devastating, gruesome, awful, whatever you want to call it, injury to Joe Burrow. And I know, you know, early on, in the podcast, I was, you know, ragging on, you know, he proved me wrong. And it's sad because we talked about it, you know, they don't get any protection. He's going to get killed. They have him drop back. However many times he's going to get killed. And we all had that thought in the back of our minds, like he's one bad hit away from something catastrophic. And this is as bad as it could ever get. And this needs to be a wake up call to the Bengals. Get the guy some fucking protection because it's going to be a story of this time in and time again at this point. It's going to be Andrew Luck esque. Exactly. Andrew Luck esque. That's the exact words right there. Because he's a great talent coming out of college, which Andrew Luck was as well. And all the, all the potential to be a top five quarterback eventually in the league. And then no protection. And it wasn't even like. It was a bad hit he took. It was kind of a freak injury. Someone got rolled into his leg, but it it was bound to happen just because they got pushed back and the the line sucks. The line just sucks in general. And it it pisses me off that this has to happen to him because he's so good. And obviously this is going to take him out of the running for rookie of the year. Herbert, just give Herbert the trophy now. But that's besides the point. But it's just sad. I'd, I'd be pissed if I was Burrow, if anything. I wouldn't even be upset about the injury. I'd just be pissed. And it's also with significant injuries that he has, you hope he's even ready for opening next. day next year. Um, I, I don't think I, don't I think wouldn't even. I wouldn't play if I was in next year. I wouldn't. I no, would have it's absolutely. Draft, you're absolutely right. Draft the tackle from Oregon, uh, Seawall this year. Um, get get some free agents. I would sit out again next year. Let them be bad again. Get another top five tackle uh, or guard. Anything. Probably probably draft. Uh, you know, sign some other free agents and then have Burrow ready to come back in, you know, the uh, 2022. The fall. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's, it's an like athlete though. That's going to be, it's going to be tough for him to come back even if he wants to. Next but it's year. also just the mental aspect of it. It's like, cause he's, you know, not a scrambler, but he can move and run away and extend the play. It's like, yeah. are we going to see him now almost convert himself into a, po- a pure pocket passer because he doesn't want to take another shot to his leg. I know this play, he was kind of standing in the pocket. And like you said, Clark, it was just a freak thing. He collapsed and rolled in on him, but it's like that could take his legs out completely from further on in his career goes because to protect himself. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's a terrible injury. Um, and especially for, you know, this was setting up to be a, rookie of the year duel down the stretch between Herbert and Burrow. Um, I personally thought, you know, when Burrow went down, it was Herbert, but there was definitely a chance for Burrow to catch up on him. Um, and now sadly we won't be able to see what he would have done down the stretch. Um, and, you know, the, the, the thing that is the worst part about it is we have all talked about how terrible the line is and how bad the line is and how bad of a job they did putting a line around him. 
and they threw it the most out of any team in the NFL. They called the most passing plays per game. They were quite literally asking for this to happen. Um, it, it's it's a shame. Cincinnati is a terrible franchise and organization. Yeah, they are the poverty franchises of the NFL by far. On, on the and of others. course, oh, yeah, it had to happen against the Washington football team, who's yeah. notorious for these sort of things. The NFC East contenders, Washington football team, led <laughs> by, you want to talk about great rookies, Antonio Gibson, touchdown in four straight games. Guy's a monster. Ron Rivera knows what he's doing. This guy is the next Christian McCaffrey. Just enjoy it. Enjoy oh. it while you're watching it. And real quick on this game before we move along and wrap up this part, Joe Burrow was second in attempts in the league, only behind Tom Brady at 400. Brady had 433 attempts. Burrow had 404. The next person, Matt Ryan, didn't. Ha- was only at 388. He had 26 more dropbacks than Matt Ryan. Wow. They Insane. were asking him to draw back pretty much every single snap. play. Yeah. yeah, but like you said, Joe, the football team's now contending in that division. Yeah, so and it's, Joe, it's literally a coin toss. Real quick, pick one last game. Make it quick because we only got about five minutes left on the Zoom session before we take All a break. Right. Well, come I back. mean, I'm going to pick the game that I want to pick, and okay. uh, I'll make it really quick. Monolo- um, monologue about Kansas it, City Chiefs, mm. Los Angeles Raiders. Quick, quick, quick. You want to talk Las Vegas. about Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> we want to talk about quick i'm thinking about a car a car that low key low low key is better this year than when he was this hot mvp candidate yep right now he's not Derek carr is not going to win the mvp but the raiders who took the chiefs the best team in football down to the wire after beating them the first time sitting at such a convincing six and four look outstanding and on the opposite side we are so spoiled Mahomes is playing at somehow an even better level I think his clutch (laughs) gene has even raised up higher than it was in his 50 touchdown year the Chiefs are not beatable I don't think I like I just don't know how it's going to happen they're so um, good. They're so good, but take the Raiders seriously at home. Yeah, um, Mahomes yeah. will be, when he's all done, the greatest football player to ever play this game. When he's all said and done, once he has a, two hands full of rings and all that stuff, he just makes it look so easy. It's insane. Like People struggle to do a two-minute drill. He does it in 30 seconds. He drives down the field. It's insane how good he is and how easy he makes this sport look. When it's not an easy sport to play, but the Chiefs just have it clicking on all cylinders. Like you said, Joe, I don't see – I know the Raiders beat them already earlier in the season and they kept it close here, but I just don't see anyone in the playoffs beating the Chiefs. Like, I, I, I don't. I, they're, if we they're, get an AFC championship game of Pittsburgh and Kansas City, that would be game of the year potential. Don't say it too much because last year it was Ravens-Chiefs that we talked about, talked about. And talked it was a disaster. About, and, then, and it was a disaster. Yeah. So I don't want that to happen again. I <laughs> want to see it. So I don't want to speak it out of existence. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, the Raiders are a legit team. I, I've been on this um, since the beginning of the year. Once they are, once they use all those draft picks um, that they've been accumulating, and once they hit on those draft picks, which it seems like they hit on every draft pick, um, they're they're set up. And we've said a lot of times that maybe Derek Carr isn't the quarterback of the future, but at this point, the way he's playing, I think he kind of has to be. Um, He's playing with confidence again that, like Joe said, we haven't seen since the MVP, you know, candidacy year before. Colt snapped his leg. His elbow. Colt snapped his leg. (laughs) (laughs) On Christmas Eve. uh, So I think this is where we can see, you know, maybe Derek Carr feeling the healthiest that he's felt in a long time. And the Raiders are a legit team and they're just going to get better every offseason, it seems like. Well, the Raiders had one objective with this Gruden teardown, which was to build their team in a way to beat the Chiefs, and they are pretty damn close to doing so at this rate, and they're almost there. And with that, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll break down the last eight games of Week 11, and then we'll uh, look at the Thanksgiving games a little bit. But stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we're back for the second half of the Week 11 NFL Recap here on the Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Joe Palantonio, Jesse Norman, and Stephen Clark. And we left off with Joe Pal picking the Chiefs and Raiders on Sunday Night Football, and we are moving things along to Jesse Norman. we got eight games left, so let's just try to get through these, which we will. We always, we've never had to have been pressed for time too, too much. But if we have time left over, we'll get into the Thursday Thanksgiving games. Yeah, I, uh, I think I have an answer to one of my questions of, are the Lions a good team or a bad team? <laughs> They're a bad team. Panthers shut them out. You, you guys know the vaunted uh, Panthers defense that's With just – Thomas Davis. Oh, no, wait. Luke Keek, no. Just, Charles Johnson, no. no. He's not there either. No. Norman, no, Norman's not there either. Norman's right here. Just what are the, you talking about? Sam the Mills, absolute, no. No. The absolute lockdown defense of the Carolina Panthers, who has just been a menace all year – just put the clamps down on the fantastic uh, on, Derek Brown, Detroit Lions, and, um, not uh, and PJ Newton. Walker. Yeah, not Cam Newton, yeah. not Teddy Bridgewater. P- not Teddy PJ Bridgewater, Walker. PJ Walker starting. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say it on here too, like I said in the group chat. The Pittsburgh Steelers would be a better team with PJ Walker as the starting quarterback as opposed to Ben Roethlisberger. How can be better? I said it. Know. But whatever yeah. their offense would, the offense would whatever. run smoother. I'm telling yeah. you. No, they, you're you're right. The bad, you to... the, the, the bad decision making that PJ Walker made, reminiscent of Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just <laughs> thinking back to the days of Big Ben easily, and I mean you can still watch it. The Lions, who basically every single player and a coach who's been in coaching in the NFL for years, lost to a guy who was in the XFL. Not yep. you know not throwing shit at the yeah, XFL, the MVP. but MVP of the XFL. You know not wrong yeah okay, we have to really put this game in perspective for a second okay. so the panthers lost five games in a row before this game the panthers were playing without teddy bridgewater but not just without teddy bridgewater they also didn't have christian mccaffrey they were a bare bones team using a quarterback who was in the xfl and mike davis and pitched a shutout with no one on defense with no one on defense with no big when their best their best linebacker retired like four months ago like this it's insane it is absolutely insane for the for the panthers the matt rule era has been something um productive it's it's been fun it's promising Bridgewater, maybe McCaffrey are coming back. So expect good games from them for them. You need McCaffrey back. I mean, I think it looks like I have all but solidified a top four seed. Um, You got to go. There's like seven of us that can get that top four seed. It's it's horribly going horribly wrong for Joe would be me beating him in fantasy this week. Well, I did the math. I ran the numbers, and it seems like the lowest I can be is a four seed. Oh, that's not, oh so oh. you've basically you've earned a buy. I was thinking about resting my starters this week. <laughs> we'll see. So back to your um, point, though. Oh, but it's it's embarrassing. Um, it's pretty embarrassing for the Lions. If there was ever calls for Matt Patricia's job, they should be louder. Um, this needs to be the final nail in the coffin. Like I mean, this has to be team, it. It's a team with talent. It's a team with talent. It's a team with potential. It's a team that a, possibly another guy walks into that room and things could happen. But yeah, you know. it, it, they're a joke. Lions are a joke. Mm, whatever. Honestly, the, uh, like like you said, Jesse, we finally found out that they are a bad team, and it, it didn't help that. I don't know. I, I, I really just, don't know. I, this it, was just yeah, a disaster. Like Adam Gase needs to be long gone, right? But Patricia needs to, can't be that far behind. Like he's got to go. There's nothing more. Like there's nothing more we can say about this game is that PJ Walker looked good. You know he might find a starting gig somewhere else if they don't keep him there as like the permanent backup. But Matt Patricia, yeah, not a head coach, buddy. And this just proves it because at this point it's just motivation and game planning now. And clearly it didn't have either for the Lions. They didn't have either. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean they got shut out. I don't know what else there is to say about the Lions. They got shut out, and we I haven't mean, seen and we haven't seen like like that many shutouts this season in general, like that I can think of. Have no, we? Not with how many bad defenses there are. Has yeah. this been like the was this the first shutout of like the whole year? I don't I, know. The Jets I, had to have gotten shut out at some point. I don't um, know. I'll, I'll look that up. But Clark, we're uh, we're gonna go to you in the uh, the old draft here. 
Uh, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. Um, do, 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 do. All right, let me, give me the Saints and the Falcons. We got mm-hmm. Mr. Taysom Hill getting a start, looking all nice, running around, doing his thing all over the field. And I, I don't even really want to talk about the Saints offense too much, even though it was clicking on all cylinders. But the Saints have a really good defense too. Okay, I, I feel like we talk about the Steelers and the Colts defense a lot, which certainly so we should. And the Falcons shouldn't be too much to ride home about talking about them. But the Saints shut down this, the Falcons for the most part, forcing a lot of punts, forcing a couple interceptions. They really locked them down, and it, it, it was fun to see. And to Taysom Hill can do it all, too. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He's as fast, I feel like, as Lamar looking like running around that field. Michael Thomas finally made a presence back up for the Saints, too. So that helps when you have your best receiver, one of the top receivers in the league back. And they basically just shut down the Falcons, which are not a good team, but that's a backup for the Saints who got the job done. So good for them. Yeah, good good game for the Saints. Uh, also, the Jets were shut, shut out this year by the ah. Dolphins. So oh, okay. Shut out. All right, um, good. Because I was only so, on week three, so you saved yeah, me a lot no, of work. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, they, did you just uh, go to the Jets schedule? That I just was, went to the Jets schedule. Yeah, that was, that was yep, a lot. I was pretty positive. I was going drop down after drop down after drop down. So you saved me a whole lot of time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the, the Saints' defense was good. To be fair, the Falcons' offense has not been good this year. As a uh, Matt Ryan fantasy owner in a different fantasy league, I can tell you right now, very disappointing. Yeah. Not a not a great year for the Falcons offense. They get a lot of garbage time touchdowns um, usually, or you know they get out ahead really early and then blow the leads. Uh, it's been like a tale of you know two halves for their season. But um, yeah, no good. Good for the Saints. Taysom Hill looked very competent. Uh, besides a couple missed throws here and there, uh, you know, he missed Emmanuel Sanders bad. He yeah. couldn't get the ball there, but um, no, I mean, he, he, he proved Sean Payton, right. You know, people said uh, you, you have to start Jameis. How are you not starting Jameis? Why would you not start Jameis? They won the game. They won the game handily. They dominated the game. But this does and for until, me. Until they prove that Taysom Hill isn't a quarterback. Why not play him? That's the thing. This is what it does for mm-hmm. me. If Breeze does retire, right, and they have no interest in re-signing Jameis, this proves that Taysom Hill can at least be a bridge quarterback. Like, he can handle himself as an NFL quarterback. Like, it's okay. Like, he's not going to be the long-term answer at all because he's also 30. So, like, how much are you going to get actually out of him? And also with the wear and tear from the place he's, he's has run, right? But at least this gives you some semblance of reassurance. Like, it's okay. Like, they have options after Drew Breeze right now. Oh, I will say this yeah. on, on this game, and then we'll talk long term. This was probably the most unfair thing you could have done to an interim head coach is put in when they announced Taysom Hill. That was probably the biggest question mark. If you're uh, if you're preparing for that, you legitimately in a million years would have nothing, nothing to prepare with. I mean, the guy's. There's no barely, tape. Barely only, the There's no his, tape in college. There's no tape in the pros. They, I like you can criticize the decision, not criticize. You gotta go. Literally it's flying blind. Interim head coach. Literally it's, flying blind. It, it was so disrespectful. Um, it is. It is. It was. It was fun though. I don't think it's sustainable. <laughs> it I mean, in the post Drew Brees era, it would be a mistake to go with Hill over Winston long term. I think this could win you regular season games. Um, I think that if you go up against um, a real team or if you go in a 16-game schedule with Taysom Hill at quarterback, you're going to get puppied. But that's just what – maybe he takes steps. I don't know. Who knows? But let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit, and let's just knock out Jesse's team real quick. Pittsburgh – 10 and 0 beat the Jaguars. Whoop they do 27 to three. Like this didn't expect anything less, but what's up Clark? Cause you sound like you have no, a point. No Jaguars kept it close with the Packers the other week. And then the Saints, uh, not Saints, the Steelers just put them right back down in their place where they belong. Slapped, so. them, ba- slapped them right back to reality. Yep. Boy, they must yeah, really back. be regretting that. Uh, the win against the Colts week one, because they'd be right neck and neck for Trevor Lawrence. For Lawrence. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So good for yeah. us for preventing Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, honestly, that's, that would have been the. <laughs> didn't you have like that tinfoil theory, Clark, that like the Colts intentionally lost Week One to make sure that they didn't uh-huh. get yet? Yeah, to that, make sure the Jags didn't 
<laughs> Trevor Lawrence. But uh, that's that's just a BS theory I came up with. That's obviously not true. But that hey, happens. Steelers undefeated. Steelers defense played great again. Uh, they got like I think Terrell Edmonds got two interceptions. Yes, uh, so did. good for him because he's routinely been the worst player on the defense. Um, <laughs> so I mean, good, good, good there. Uh, the offense did enough. Uh, I feel I feel better about James Conner every week. Uh, He just makes these explosive run plays here and there that just work. Um, And the offense is fantastic. I mean, Chase Claypool, the first receiver pretty much in modern NFL history to have 10 touchdowns in his first 10 games. What else is there to say? He's he's a monster. You need him because Juju Smith Schuster stepped on the penalty flag and, if, and, and if hurt his toe. The offensive rookie of the year award wasn't similar to the MVP award, where it's just the best quarterback award type of thing. You could make a case that Claypool's offensive rookie of the year. I think Claypool you know, for Justin right, Jefferson too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Claypool and Justin Jefferson are two A, two B. But it's clear right now Herbert is is far and away number one. I think. No, I agree. Oh um, man. Cool. This, this not, not really mean, much else. Undefeated team, the um, the Steelers really aren't talked about that much, and I guess kind of get why. Like, I mean, like we're so used to Ben doing it. Like we've seen Tomlin for years. Like they, they didn't really come out of nowhere. But yeah, I mean, this was this game is just really so relevant. Like in, in the long term, it's like the Steelers got it locked up. The Jags are looking at the number two pick right in the barrel. I mean, does this have that much of an impact on anything? Nope. Yeah, no, not just really. Another win. Yep. Just yep. and with that, just another another game to talk about, and we're back to Joseph. All right. Um. So, I mean, the quality of game has decreased <laughs> significantly, immensely. Yeah. We here. are in the oh god, I don't. We're care in the anymore. witching hour. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a game that I really kept my eyes on. Um, and go with Cleveland, Philadelphia. Yeah, um, it was which a game so... played in disastrous conditions. Um, but uh, you know, this is the second week in a row that they've played in like a hurricane <sighs> for the Browns. Yeah, yeah, and this was looking like another like um, like nine to three game uh, after the first half. So it ended actually ended up high scoring for what it was looking like. Um, I mean, it's nice to see Olivier Ber- Vernon, um, you know, actually contribute to the Giants. <laughs> finally and maybe get them to to a division um you know carson went through pick six and that was it i mean the eagles are about to not win. they're about to not win the division like, no i i think I the really... worst i think the worst case scenario for them is to win the division because they just keep everything the same they'd be like well we made we made the playoffs so nothing we'll has about to dallas. change dallas probably is the only team that won't really get that hurt from winning the division because it hurts it hurts the football team it hurts the giants and i mean i think the eagles need to make some changes is jalen hurts really that much worse he can't be right he can't this is the thing if they if they bench carson they can't go back to him no and they're also tied they can't end his tenure. They just extended him. They can't trade him next year. If they trade him, are you guys aware of how much dead cap they would have? Watch, watch this. 60, be the pull- $60 million oh. on a $180 million cap. Yeesh. They literally can't trade it. They watch can't. This, watch this of all years be the year he plays a full season. It will be. Stop. And you see now what happens when he plays a full season. No more injury BS excuses. This dude sucks. All right. So you're saying that you're saying that three years ago, if he played a full season, it would have been that like no, he pre, obviously mentally and physically broken. Like yeah, he's mentally broken. Yes. He's physically I, I, broken. Can we I I'm think not we can say establish that, that now? Like pre-injury wins <laughs> was elite injury wins yes, are complete. different quarterbacks. We yes, don't need to be also, like we don't need to talk about them like they're the same person anymore. It's Before not he Wentz did, tore he his carried ACL, a practice squad. He was squad an MVP. He, he carried a practice squad last year to the playoffs. I mean, it did happen. This he year did. he's not the same. No. Okay, let's not let's not act like it was a terrible team yeah they had bad receivers they had a top five line they had a good running back room and a solid defense yeah they didn't have receivers 
It wasn't like they were like running out. Like, they had Jordan Howard last year. Jordan Howard was injured. He brought him back. Jordan Howard yeah. was hurt. They and they he was still playing. And they also had Boston Scott, Corey, Corey Clement, who was a great uh player in the Super Bowl and the whole year for them. They didn't have like this terrible team. Also, Miles Sanders. <laughs> they they were good. They were a good team. They had bad receivers. That's fine. But we can't just act like they had – they weren't the Bengals. Like, they weren't that level of bad. They had really bad receivers. But, no, the, at this point – They need to – they need to do something. They just got to – I don't – It's the coaching it's, staff at this point. You know, Doug Pearson won his Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl for the – you know, the first one in Philadelphia's history, basically. But – it looks bad and it's just gone severely downhill. Like it has had no upside since that Super Bowl. For God's sakes, they put a monument to him and Nick Foles up outside the stadium for the Philly special. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the this, mental damage on Carson was, Wentz that he's supposed to go in and play quarterback when a guy who's only there because he got hurt, that's a constant reminder of it, has a statue to him already. That should be motivation. Him. If any there's well, there's also this thing too before this game started. Um if you were reading anything out of Philly, Doug Peterson was like, said he was taking an interest in Wentz this week, had worked with Wentz for majority of the week and was calling the plays and everything and was supposed to be in charge of the game plan fully. So this was supposed to be the week that the offense, you know, got back on track and, and really started to get better, especially against a Browns team that, um, you know, has been good, but I'm pretty sure Garrett was out the whole game. So they were yeah. missing who was, you know, in contention for defensive player of the year. Um, yeah. And their offense looked worse than ever. And Wentz's decision-making is it's, – it's god-awful. It's so bad. The pick six to um, Tiki Tiki, I think his name was, or Tiki Tiki. It was something like that. Taka Taki. Taki Taki, that's what it was. Aren't those um, like chips, Takis? That, yeah, yes, they are. Uh, the pick nice. six, for one, that ball should have never been thrown on the check down. There was no possible way that he was open. Two, Jalen Rager was open down the field. Open. Nobody on him. Could have probably broken for a touchdown considering like a how fast like when we he played is. squads. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, and then, you know, not just going on Wentz here, the play calling was abysmal. Um, they didn't know if they wanted to run three straight downs or pass three straight downs. They never seemed to know what they wanted to do. Um, the defense played good, considering um, the conditions that they were playing under. Yeah, I, I The Eagles are still probably going to win the East. But God, they're a well, bad whoever team. whoever wins Thursday between the Washington football team and the Cowboys, they will have a lead briefly in the East. So, oh my God! And with that, let's move nice. things along. Who picked this game? I don't remember. Was it Jesse? Uh, Joe? Joe? Oh, oh, yeah, I did. So we're at Jesse now. All right. Oh, Home stretch. God. Last four. Oh, I don't care about any of these games. There's a team um, that can make fun of though. Yeah, there's a lot of teams I can make fun of. Um, all the teams to make fun of won. All the teams he usually makes fun of won. <laughs> no, Falcons didn't. The Falcons Falcons didn't. Falcons lost. Um, I'm talking I about mean, in the last four. <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, all right, let's go Cowboys-Vikings, I guess. How about them um, Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Um, I mean, this was, the f- this was the first game I think Zeke has looked good. That, that like that's kind of my takeaway is Zeke actually looked good this week, um, and the Cowboys won. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good for them. Thielen had a day. Thielen was fantastic. Uh, Jefferson was Imagine fantastic. Imagine if they had an actual quarterback for Minnesota. He yeah, not bad either, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he got like, the ball to them. For, like, for, yeah. like, I mean, they didn't turn the ball over. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when Dallas puts up over thirty points. With their backup. Uh, yeah. And, and Dallas had quarterback, too, finally. Dallas had Dalton, finally. They didn't have Ben God. DiNucci. It, it's or it's Ben DiNucci's birthday today as we're recording it. Happy on a, birthday, Ben DiNucci. On Tuesday. Nice. nice. Me and Andy Dalton share a birthday. So really? it's good to see him succeed. It's really, it's really good to see him Me succeed. Me and uh, Ozzy Osbourne share a birthday. 
Okay. Good to see him succeed. <laughs> 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 to succeed all these years. Um, but the no. Vikings needed to win. The Vikings yeah, this, had to win if they yeah, want to make yep. the playoffs. That's yeah. so sad. This kills their There's season. The yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess the Cowboys Just have some spoiler, but they also can still win the yeah. East. So they could still. I, I, good job. I think they could win the East. They could still win the East. They could still win the East. Yeah. Definitely. Everyone can. Are we officially at the point where five wins wins the East? Like it was a joke. I for think a while. yeah, five, five to six. I, I think if the Eagles win five with the one tie on the resume, I think they could get it. Oh my god. I don't think ten the and one. Team is gonna, I don't think the team has a shot. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say so. that. I think so. I do. I think Alex Smith is still pretty good. I do. I think he could carry them. Not Alex. Smith. So it would have to be it would have to be Antonio Gibson carrying them. True. Literally. And the, the Giants have a shot too. The Giants <laughs> have a shot too with that defense. No, th- this is the thing about the East though. The Giants and the Washington football team both look like they're like competent quarterbacks away from like being back on track. Like, the Giants have somewhat of a defense. They have some playmakers. You know, Saquon's out with injury. Washington, same thing. They have playmakers. They're McLaurin, Gibson. Yeah, like, exactly. they have pieces. It's just so, so once they get a quarterback, they're both also, you know, pretty well coached, I would say. The Eagles are trending the opposite way. <sighs> they, they're they falling. You know, the sky's falling in they're Philadelphia. They're falling. And then Dallas is just like, whatever, free year pretty much because <laughs> Dak's out. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's certainly painful. interesting. It certainly is painful. But with that, let's just get through these games. Clark, you're up. Holy, um, give me Denver and Miami. Um, biggest <laughs> biggest story here. Tua got benched. Um, because he was not doing too well at all against a really bad Denver defense. So Fitzmagic came back, and Fitzmagic didn't do too hot either, but he didn't expect it to he play. He did better. He did, he did he do better. better. He did do better, but uh, still nothing special there. Drew Locke, Drew Locked, say nothing there. Yeah. It, it was just average this game. It really wasn't. like It wasn't anything to write I, home about at all, think, except for that. Tim Patrick had a lot of yards. I see you, that. You got to think, too, maybe the benching was because, too, it did have a little bit of an ankle injury, so they just got him out of there, too. Yeah, you gotta protect well, and, and the, line was, the line was falling apart around yeah, I, I think he it was, was under pressure the whole time. I think it was time. just a protection move, but they could also cover it with being down 10. After uh, you see Joe Burrow go through that a couple hours before. Bro, yeah, you're getting it. the hell out of yeah. there. But should yeah, you be that cautious when you can win the division easily almost? like? Yeah. Yeah, like, they I weren't think gonna so. win that game. I, I, they, think I don't think you, they were gonna win that game. Worry more about your future anyway. Okay. Regardless, okay. regardless of it. anything, even if you're in a playoff game, I think if you are risking your future quarterback, unless it's maybe a Super Bowl, I guess. And like I just the it. just the way Brian Flores has handled like transitioning from Fitz to Tua, I trust him with handling a, a young quarterback at this point. So it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. And this, this this game showed too when the Miami defense doesn't score touchdowns or whatever doesn't do what it usually does they're not the best they're a good team but they're not this team that's phenomenal so what are you gonna do yep that, well, I, not good. but justin simmons is oh, a dog he's still so justin good simmons is oh, yeah. such a good safety and somebody should trade for him he's honestly. tagged so he like, can get the, out of there soon the, yeah, out, yeah. I, I don't think i don't think elway is gonna let him walk which by the way i think is a mistake because the broncos let elway walk Denver is not like going to be competitive in the next like Five three years. to four years. So why give a lot of money to Justin Simmons anyway? He is fan. The only way I extend him is to trade him. Um, I think a team should go out and get him. He is really, really good. He's yeah. like, he is like what I feel like Minka Fitzpatrick was in Miami and if you just take him and put him somewhere else, unlocks his full can, potential. Then he can unlock his full potential and probably spearhead a top five defensive unit. Yeah, and with that, we got two games left. My pick, last one of the show. Give me Texans and Patriots. The Texans they finally beat the Patriots, but about four years too short. And Wait. here we are. Yay! Not well, Watson, nothing. Watson, Watson looked not really problem. good. Monster, monster. Cook, um, him and Cook. Can't do that again Yeah, week. Can't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> <laughs> Cook, they looked good. They look like they're getting some chemistry. Obviously, no DeAndre Hopkins, but, you know, they're 
looking good together and Patriots just slowly, slowly just start to decay away. Yeah, I think Burkhead got hurt too during he this tore game. His ACL. So that's sure. a blow because they've been using him week to week a lot. So that yeah. sucks for them. Um yeah. These two teams are very eh. Yeah, it's it's a nothing it's a nothing game. The the Patriots I don't think were as oh. bad as um as like people think in this game. They they kept it close. They kept it yeah. competitive. Yeah, they did. And uh, I mean, if anybody watched the game, it was very evident Houston by far had the best player uh on the field. On the field, period. On, bo- on both There's, sides of the ball. Um there was a stat I seen and it was like um no Deshaun Watson is the first player to or the first player to ever account for 95% of a team's total yards <laughs> and still win the football game. Out of their like 400 total yards, Deshaun Watson was responsible for 380. Wow. That, that's, that's like Lamar that's Jackson terrible. in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. And finally, let's move things along to Joseph. Last pick of the game of the pod. Who do we have for the irrelevant game of the week? Well, I mean, for Mr. Relevant, um, there's really one thing and one thing only you can watch this game and say. And it's that Justin Herbert, give him the keys to the franchise, sit back and enjoy. That's it. That's the only takeaway. And that should be the only takeaway because other than that, this game was for two teams that have a lot of work to do. That's it. Can you be can you imagine being an Oregon Duck fan and just seeing a Hall of Fame potential caliber quarterback just slinging it downfield and all they did was dives, options, and like screen passes with him? Yep, just made him get the ball out five yards and under. So like stupid. so stupid. Um, we'll pump yeah. the brakes on um on unveiling his plaque for the current well, moment. I, well, I'm just saying um, he's he's he He's like he. I good. mean, the six 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 blonde hair guy who could run. I mean, the Jets better start taking notes on what that's like to have. Yeah, they're about to have the same guy coming in. Jets kept it close at least. That was fun. They had a good second half. The, Jets, the only they... thing Joe Flacco has left in his NFL career is that he can somewhat throw deep still, and that's it. Well, they're eliminated from the playoffs officially. Yeah, the they're the only team. Oh, now it's official. It is. Now it's official, is. but everyone knows. Official. It. It's official. Um. Yeah, cool. Jets. Yeah, football. Woo! Yeah. And with that, those are our, that's our recap of Week Eleven. And real quick, let's just go through the three Thanksgiving games because yep. that's this week. And by the time this podcast goes up, it's tomorrow. And we will start with oh, my computer's freezing. The Lions—they're playing the oh. Houston Texans. Oh boy! Yay! I, I guess we got to go with the Texans for this one. I'm we, going Texans. Yeah, I got to go Houston. Bad the Lions are last week getting shut out. Um, I don't think it's a, like Matt Stafford's not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady that he can have a comeback statement game like that. He's good, Stafford, but he's not that good. So Houston for me. It's two teams, two different directions. Houston's looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the other team hasn't. That's it. Uh, and also Detroit's been – from what I remember, terrible on Thanksgiving. I know they play every year, but I don't remember them ever actually. Don't remember winning. them winning. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Houston. Yeah. And we move things in down to Jerry World. Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington <laughs> Football Team. Oh, haven't we've seen this matchup in like recent years? Wasn't it like? I mean, they play each other twice a year. No, I know, but I'm saying like on Thanksgiving. What What was the year when Mark Sanchez started against the Cowboys? Was he with the Eagles right. or the or the football team at that point? He was with the football team. I think wasn't it like was him versus Brandon Whedon? <laughs> like, wasn't that the matchup? <laughs> I think that was the matchup. This is I don't worse. remember. I, I literally don't remember. Um, but I'm good. I don't know who I'm going to take here. Give me one. Um, I think, da- I think I Dallas gonna- is going to play inspired they have the division in their sights now they have a reason to play mm-hmm. i think they're gonna win um i'm gonna take washington i just like alex smith too much yeah give me washington even before dalton got hurt last time they were destroying them 24 nothing they were shutting them out um yeah. i don't know I, though both teams are interesting in the way that they're bad but can still <laughs> get into the playoffs so you're kind of highlighting the things that they do good and yeah. overall, I feel like Washington might just be a little bit better of a football team. 
than the football. Oh, they're well, they are the football. They are, they are the football team. team. And well, finally, if the game happens, because it's right up, it's up in the air right now as of the time we're recording this with COVID nineteen, Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Well, I think I, let's see who's playing for Baltimore. I guess first two is a thing. I don't uh, think that that doesn't make a difference in my prediction. Yeah. Oh no, no, I, I agree. I just don't think. I don't know. You know, if if there's ten players Where out, it's team? not going to be close. That doesn't matter. I, there Where has been a weird game? trend that teams that are COVID stricken end up playing better. Better. That is true. I don't know if it's just a sheer coincidence, but it's been the trend. I still don't think the Ravens are going to win. Um, I think it's going to be close. I, I think Ben is going to have a day though, and that's. That's about yeah. the size of it. We'll see. We'll see if um, Mike Tomlin puts a toe on the field for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Pittsburgh too for now. For now, uh, I think they do keep it close, like you said, though, Joe. I think they really do, just because it is a divisional game. It's a big game for Baltimore to try to get back on track. So, but I'll stick with them, um, Pittsburgh, definitely. Yeah, me too. Pittsburgh all the way. They go to 11 and 0. And with that, that's the end of the Week 11 recap. Ooh. Clark, the old oh. outro. Okay, thank you guys for listening so much to this episode of the Department Podcast. We do appreciate you guys listening. Um, we, we did good with views too. Yeah, numbers. You texted me that earlier. Positively um, well. Surprise. Yeah, numbers. numbers Make sure you subscribe been, then, please. Yeah, yeah. Something like Justin just said, subscribe YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Um, we're trying to get a hundred subscribers by the end of the year. That'd be kind of cool if we can do that in a month and for a couple of days. I don't think we'll be able to, but you if do you warm. guys, oh uh, yeah, oh thank God, I don't have to do that. Um. But uh, thank you guys, though, for listening again. Uh, follow us on our social medias on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at department underscore pod. We, we're going to have NFL predictions coming up later in the week, probably posted after Thanksgiving sometime. Um, we'll have a wrestling recap. We'll have a week 12 review. We'll maybe do something with baseball or basketball. We don't really know yet because there's not much news going on that we already didn't cover. But stay tuned to all that fun stuff I just said, and we'll see you in the next episode.